The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome, everybody. We'll get started in just another minute or two. If you haven't already, it's a nice time to make sure you have what you need to be able to sit in an upright and comfortable posture. It's also a good time to look around at the other people here in the Zoom meeting together. And we, as I often say, we need to put a little effort into feeling the sense of community, that we're not alone. And it's especially, I think, important for people who have found inspiration in the teachings of the Buddha, this lineage, this in a way, it's a lineage of common sense and wisdom that has been passed down from our elders, our ancestors. And, uh, you know, we're going against the stream, the very strong stream in our culture towards distractedness and reactivity and, and in little and big ways, acting out greed acting out our aversion and irritation, acting out our fear and ignorance. And we have a world the way that it is. And these teachings are really going against the stream. So it's nice to take the time just to scroll through the Zoom meeting and realize that there are other people who are interested in these teachings. And of course, throughout the world, not everybody's on the Zoom meeting, of course, but just to feel like we're part of that very deep and wide river of humanity, people interested in waking up, seeing things as they are, aligning, excuse me, aligning with the truth of things. And uh, I've been sharing a reflection on the refuges and precepts right at the beginning these last few weeks Uh, since the beginning of the year, just to give people some examples of how you can make the refuge and precept ceremony something very real and ordinary, accessible for yourself, even when you're practicing at home, when you're doing your morning sit or something like that, to take a couple minutes and to do this reflection. And uh, as I just mentioned, we call that taking the refuges and precepts. And it really just generally is taking a moment to reflect on what my deepest aspirations are and what has my life revealed to me, shown me, that is a true refuge. And we don't expect to get it right or to have perfect clarity. So that's why the taking of the refuges and precepts is an ongoing activity. We want to just build in, whether you do it every day or you do it once a week or once a month or once a quarter. But it is worthwhile to weave it in to our rituals of practice so that we bring it to mind. What am I doing with this life? What is really the issue at hand in this human life? What do I aspire to? And so, you know, I'm, I'll paste now the uh, refuges and precepts. I have a 
a link which you can just copy if you want. Um, and then you can open that up at another time or feel free to open it up now if you want. But I'll just model how you might do that in your morning set where you raise the question, what do I, what can I take refuge in? What is my heart discovered is somewhat trustworthy when I turn to it? And then we remember the sort of traditional formulation, I take refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. And we reflect on, well, what does that mean, I take refuge in the Buddha? I take refuge in this capacity that's here and now to be awake, for the heart, the mind to be open, receptive, for the heart and mind to be clearly aware and curious. From this place of humility, this deep wish to see what needs to be seen, what hasn't been seen clearly yet, to learn, to wake up. So this is what we mean by Buddha, wakefulness. And I take refuge in Buddha waking up to Dhamma, Dharma, the way it is. So Dharma, Dhamma, two ways of that. Word that means the way it is, things as they actually are. This nature of the mind and the nature of experience that comes and goes. So we're taking refuge in Buddha, waking up to Dhamma. And living from that place of intimacy of Buddha, being awake, being intimate, being sensitive to Dhamma, the way it is, and the third refuge is Sangha. I take refuge in Sangha. I take refuge in living this life, engaging this life, showing up from the wisdom and the compassion of Buddha knowing Dhamma. Because Buddha knowing Dhamma, waking up to the way it is, it tenderizes our heart. It's hard to be arrogant and mean and uh, neglectful when we're waking up to the way it is. It really brings all the wholesome qualities in terms of how we relate and how we engage to the fore. And that's what we mean by Sangha. So Sangha doesn't, you, you know, we generally use it as spiritual community, but it really means this uh, beautiful way of engaging that comes from being connected, from this place of humility and connecting and responding moment to moment from that place of being interested and connected to what's moving here and now, both internally, what's moving in my heart, what's going on in here, and what's going on out there in the world around me. And then we take refuge, so we take refuge in these Buddha Dhamma Sangha, and then we undertake the five mindfulness trainings, the precepts, which is a resonant, powerful commitment to non-harming. I undertake the training to refrain from any participation in killing and harming through my thoughts, my words, my actions. I undertake the training to refrain from taking what hasn't been given. I undertake the training to refrain from causing harm through my sexual activities. I undertake the training to refrain from causing harm through my speech to speaking what is false or holding back when something needs to be said 
And even idle speech that doesn't need to be spoken can cause some harm. And finally, the fifth precept, I undertake the training to refrain from intoxicating this heart and mind because I value clarity. Not being clear is a kind of both spiritual danger, but just in a functional way. We need clarity to navigate our lives. So this is the kind of reflection I recommend at some frequency that makes sense, taking the refuges and the precepts. And like I mentioned, for those who just came on, um, I put the link in the uh, uh, in the chat. And if you don't have it, I'll put it out again before we end today. Good, so let's settle, settle in to the sitting time now. Take a couple of longer, deeper breaths as a way of more fully coming into the experience of the body, a kind of coming home. Slowly and gently filling the lungs, slowly and gently emptying the lungs. Take your time. Coming home to the experience of embodiment. And at any point when you feel ready, just allow the breath to continue on its own. You don't need to make it any particular way. We can trust the body to do the breathing. taking the spirit of the refuges and precepts that we just reviewed, just seeing this openness with the present moment, with the body sitting, the breathing body, what's here and now. This is the place to manifest the refuges and precepts, this commitment to non-harming, and these commitments to being awake to the way it is and allowing beautiful qualities of our heart to come out of that intimacy. So just the simplicity, this willingness to be intimate with the body, the sitting body. And today we're gonna go right to the third tetrad, for those who've been following along, the third set of instructions from the Buddhist teachings on mindfulness of breathing, which is all about mindfulness of the nature of the mind itself, mindfulness of the space of the knowing mind. And this is more subtle, so just do the best you can and let that be good enough. Just be willing to be curious and to aim your mind, aim one's attention 
not to the activity of what's happening now in the body or the activity of our thinking mind, but just sensing or intuiting there is this space of the present moment here and now. And of course, a lot of activities are expressing themselves in the space of the present moment, sounds, sensations, thoughts, reactivity, whatever. But all this activity of the body and the mind is here in the space of the knowing mind, space of the present moment, And just do your best to keep this in mind, the sense of space of the present moment. And whenever you notice that the mind, one's attention has gotten caught or sticky with some experience, caught up in some way, just remind yourself, and you can even verbalize it if it helps, this is being known. And the emphasis is on is being known as a way of coming back to noticing, sensing, intuiting the space of the present moment, the space of the knowing mind. And the Buddha's specific instruction here, for those who are keeping track, this is instruction number nine. One trains oneself while breathing in, experiencing the mind. One trains oneself while breathing out, experiencing the mind. The nature of the mind, the space of the mind, the space of the knowing mind. So just do the best you can. We'll take some silence now for you to experiment keeping the space of the mind in mind, not forgetting.
So we're learning a subtle skill, how to trust, to recognize and trust the space of the present moment. And not to always, which is the habit, get caught up in some object, some experience that's showing up in the space of the moment. So we're learning to be curious about the space of the present moment, the space of the knowing mind, not what the knowing mind is knowing. And this will be relatively new, so we won't necessarily be very good at it. So we need to persist in a gentle but persistent way. And it's especially useful to remember to rest or to trust. And you're always welcome to experiment with some meditation words, even repeating the Buddha's instruction, training myself as best I can, breathing in, experiencing the space of the mind. Or you can just shorten that to space of the mind, knowing mind or something like that.
remember when the mind gets identified with some thought or some activity, and we lose for a while this reflection on the nature space of the knowing mind, but be willing to begin again. There's the activities, the experiences that are being known, and then there's the space of the knowing mind. Now it's a bit of a mystery, so don't expect to find just another object, which is the space of the mind. The space of the mind has this quality of being boundless. Absent of activity. It's here and now, like the space of the room is here and now. We're learning that all the different activities of the present moment, the activity of the body, any activities of the thinking mind, we're learning we don't have to attend to them. We're just remembering that they're being known here and now. We're learning to appreciate this vast, boundless, still and quiet space of the mind, space of the heart, here and now. So step 10, the Buddha says, one trains oneself while breathing in, gladdening the mind. One trains oneself while breathing out, gladdening the mind, appreciating this space of the mind. So we're cultivating a taste, you could say, for the pleasure of stillness, of vastness. Not the pleasure of some experience, but the pleasure of the non-attachment, which is really this resting in the space of the moment instead of looking for some experience to make me happy, we're finding happiness in resting back in the space of the knowing mind, regardless of what experiences are coming and going. So this is step 10, breathing in, gladdening, 
appreciating the space of the mind, breathing out, gladdening, appreciating the space of the mind. a lot of humility and curiosity, a deep, deep willingness to listen, to open and learn as we sense and intuit the space of the present moment and learn to really appreciate the vastness the silence, the stillness. How the knowing mind isn't stained, isn't corrupted by the different experiences that are known, that come and go. It's always very simple and pure, the space, the space of the heart. And by learning how to keep this in mind, You'll sense the concentration deepening.
when we learn to gladden, appreciate the space of the mind, we're really learning about the pleasure of non-attachment, this non-duality, this pleasure of stillness, contentedness, not needing anything to be different. And this confidence comes from learning how to rest, learning how to trust the space of the present moment, the space of the knowing mind. And in that quiet, vast, simple space, realizing moments or in moments, the absence of any self-centered drama, that selfing, self-centeredness actually isn't needed at all. That's a powerful learning. Every time we have a glimpse that that activity of taking things personally is totally extra and unnecessary, that it can be allowed to cease and a new kind of freedom opens up in that space. Basically, we're realizing the space of the present moment without that self-centered grasping happening in a moment. And then the heart gets a sense of what the path is really about. Living this life with a heart free from that self-centered grasping And these are the four instructions here in the third tetrad, the third set of four instructions. Breathing in and out, experiencing the space of the mind, gladdening it, stilling it or concentrating it, releasing it, liberating it. So we'll continue in silence for another 10 minutes or so. Just experiment, do the best you can and let that be good enough.
when you need to begin again, you realize your mind has been caught up in thought. Take a moment and just realize there is a body. And if you can, just having a wholesome, intimate, non-controlling relationship with the body. And realize there is this thinking mind, this feeling mind, this perceiving mind, this activity of mind. And then just see if it's possible to have a peaceful, dispassionate relationship to all this mental activity, whatever it is, wholesome or unwholesome. So the whole path is learning to be wise and peaceful with the activity of the body and wise and peaceful with the activity of the mind. And then curious about the space of the present moment, the space of the knowing mind. Learning to be in a sense in allegiance, learning to trust the space of the mind. Really appreciating the quiet, the stillness, the vastness. And with practice, the mind is essentially empty, doesn't require any selfing, any I-making or me-making. In a way, it can be unformed. And this provides the flavor of freedom that the Buddha points to. And so for another minute or two, we're just learning to be curious about this more subtle truth about the nature of the heart, the nature of the mind. It's here and now, we don't have to go looking anywhere. It's just a matter of not being confused by the activity of the body or any activity of the mind, but instead learning to rest, to trust, and intuit the space of here and now. Nothing needs to be forced.
We're simply trusting, aligning with the nature of the heart itself. Nothing whatsoever needs to be grasped, needs to be clung to. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.